0: Good, Good morning, morning millennials. millennials.
1: Welcome back to the toast and happy Tuesday. Hope everybody's having a blessed, truly blessed, truly, truly blessed day thus far. Well, speaking of blessed, speaking of blessed, allow me to introduce someone I'm so blessed to have in my life. It's Jackie o. Thank you a lot Turd. Seven blessings on your head. Seven blessings on your head. May peace be with you.
0: Yes, I hope you have a blessed day as well. It's a Tuesday starting off with your girly
1: swirly. So it's it's off to a good start, I'm hoping. Yeah, I I don't want to jinx it or anything, but I just have a feeling today's episode is going to be like so cute, you know? Cute. Do you think it's going to be cute because I'm wearing a dress? Uh, no, because I didn't even know you were wearing a seam loss. So I literally said it was going to be a cute episode before I even saw your bottom half. Because I can only see you from chest up. So I'm wearing a seam
0: on. I just want to give a quick background. You want to talk about I it. I want to talk about it quickly because I never wear a seam lot on this remote setup and now I'm remembering why. So usually like when I have something to do, right now, today after this, like I have to be wearing a seam law for something. So I was like, why not wear a seam law on the show instead of like wearing a sweatshirt and then changing. I did that last week at a luncheon. It's like, why not look nice on the show?
1: Well, she had a luncheon.
0: She was lunching. Let's talk about the spelling of the word luncheon. Not before I finish talking about my seam law. Just make a note. Will do. So I was like, why not just wear my lovely Seamla? I knew I was going to wear this after the show. Just wear it on the show. And I'm not feeling it. You want to know why? First of all, the remote setup. I know setup, why. I know why. The setup with the headphones. Like, you can't wear headphones and a law like this. No, I disagree. I mean, of, that's like. What or, are you going to say? If you
1: want to keep, like, cutting me off in the middle of my law monologue. I I know why you wouldn't wear a Seamla. It's the same reason I wouldn't wear a Seamla. Uh Knees. I know, knees, but I was like, you know what?
0: That's a me problem. I'm going to go past the knees. Because, like, I'd rather look nice on the show and have my knees show than, like, wear another day of wearing a sweatshirt. Oh, that's where you and I differ, my friend. But it's, like, it's just not the vibe of the chair and the setup. And the headphones make it just, like, you know, a different – you're not supposed to be wearing a dress with these big headphones.
1: You're just not. No, if you're wearing, like, a big dress and big headphones, like, it's giving emo – i guess oh, i wasn't even thinking that it's just so
0: conflicting the two vibes like this is like ethereal girly pretty and then this is like tactical emo that makes it even worse
1: i, I literally, literally understand
0: downstairs and change
1: <laughs> no you look gorgina vagina no, it's like I you do have look- to try new things no i do like
0: Outside of this chair and this room and this angle, like, I love my fit. I, I know it's not me. It's like, it's the setup. And this was it's what I feared. It's not you. This was what I feared.
1: Everyone, sound off in the comments about how beautiful Jackie looks and how her knees are just giving young. You,
0: wait, the thing is, you can't even see my knees because this dress is like, it's a, it's not a long dress, but when
1: I sit, there's a lot of extra material. So it's below my knees. It's just kind of a disaster today. Well, I only see you from titties up and let me just I'll say you. you're looking gorgeous. Oh, wow. Classy broad. Oh, that's a lot of dress. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Listen, you made the decision and now we're going to live with it. So embrace no, but I the just, Seamla. I wanted to say why I'm wearing a Seamla and why
0: I won't be wearing a Seamla in the future, even though I have a lot of days down here where right after the show, I put on a nice dress and, and go why, somewhere. why we can't have nice dresses on this show. This is why. It's not 100% right. I'm also like kind of wearing something
1: crazy. You are wearing a Fendi sweater. And this is a Fendi sweater that like I purchased at a heavier weight. And it was like I, I didn't I, – I don't love purchasing – I always felt like when I was heavier like this is not permanent. This is just a temporary situation even though it lasted about 10 years. So I didn't like love investing in things because I'm like, well, when my time comes – I'm not going to be able to wear it. And the idea of my time coming was always this, this sort of like mystical, futuristic thing that was never going to happen. But it happened. And I'm like, well, I invested in a few good things. And I haven't worn this sweater in a really long time. And today I was just like, you know what? It's giving oversized. And the good thing about like nobody ever making anything in my size is that when I was much heavier, this sweater really didn't actually fit me. Like I never would have zipped it. It was more of just like an open moment. And now that I'm smaller, it zips and it's just like oversized and I'm embracing it.
0: Yeah, that's really not that crazy to, like, have bought a sweater in a large size and then wear it, like, when you're smaller. It's not, like,
1: something that has to be super fitted. I, um, like, I engage in your seam game, no, And I, you can I, engage in my cardigan no, game if you I wanted can, to. I, I, yeah, I can. But I just feel like you it's feel like not what? that crazy. I didn't say it was crazy. I just thought that there was, like, a lot that went into picking out the sweater.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it's less about you know the size because you can be smaller and get size large, but more about like the logo mania that you're
1: wearing a Fendi sweater. Yeah, this was one of my investments many many years ago. When did I purchase this? It wasn't the one I made you buy. No, I think I got this actually for a steal on the real real. If I'm remembering correctly,
0: love it even better.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works
0: at any size. You're saying. It appears so. Sound off in the comments. Do
1: I look stunning or what? Sisterhood of the Traveling Sweater. Yes, exactly. So crazy that Serena Vanderwoodson was in that movie. And they all wore the same
0: pants. Yeah. Do you think on set there was only one pair of pants? Or that No.
1: Serena was six feet tall. Like, there was no way. They were all different sizes. There was no way that one pair of jeans was fitting all of them.
0: Okay, well. Who was it?
1: Alexis Bledel, America Ferreira, Blake Lively, and Amber Tamlin. No, they all are different heights, sizes, everything. That's kind of shitty. Yeah, Jackie, it's a
0: movie. It's called Magical Realism. I know, but I don't know. It's just like, okay, if they're not really all wearing the same pants,
1: what's the point? Like, I hear you, but it's not a play. Like, it's a, it's a movie. You no, know? I know. But it's like... What's the message?
0: I don't know. To me, it seems like even like, more far-fetched and fantasy, if they're not wearing the same pants, than like Chronicles of Narnia.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it's definitely up there in terms of like fantasticalism with Harry <laughs> Potter.
0: Yeah, it's like you have to world build and believe... They could all wear the same pants.
1: Right. And not only did they all wear the same exact pair of jeans, they all liked the way that they looked, which would never happen. Even if there are two girls with the same exact bodies, you give them both a pair of pants, they're not both going to like them. Like jeans are so personal.
0: Yeah. I just feel like it's a plot hole in the movie and the movie wasn't worth making if they couldn't all get in the same pair of jeans. Wow. That's like a very hot and I want to say bad take. No, I know it's very hot. And the thing is, there are so many other great parts about the movie, like Blake Lively and the soccer coach and the, best. the grease and, you know.
1: And America Ferreira standing up to her parents. For sure. And the other girl, she was, like, not having a good summer, right? Amber Tamlin, I think it's been a while. I think her mom
0: died. Oh, I, that's not what I remember. But then she certainly wasn't having a good summer. No,
1: yeah, someone's mom died. I think it was the soccer it's not, player. It's not it a Blake Lively. It's not a it's not a coming-of-age movie unless the mother is dead. Yeah.
0: So, yes, as I was saying, there's things other than the genes in the movie. But the genes should have fit everyone.
1: Well, they didn't. They might have. No way. Let me Google it. Let me see. And, like, Justice for America Ferrera for, like, the entirety of her early career, like, always being cast as, like, a token fat person, when she low-key, like, wasn't even fat. No. That happens a lot, like, when you take a step back and you realize, like, oh, that's supposed to be, like, you know, what fat was considered. Like, she was so normal-looking.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that that was her role in the movie. Okay, there's too many. Yeah, that's art. why they,
1: like, couldn't believe that the pants fit America.
0: Well, also, there was
1: tall and short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. I know. And I can't talk about America Ferreira, and actually, nay, I won't talk about America Ferrera without ending the sentence, si se puede. Yeah. Now that is a movie worth discussing. Now that's a message we can all agree on. What sport were they playing in that movie?
0: Volleyball? Volleyball?
1: If we yeah. both think
0: it, it must be true.
1: And is that a DCOM, Disney Channel original film? It's hard to know if it was a DCOM or acquired by the D. Right, right. It's hard to know if it was a D-com or it was just getting the D. Yeah. That's such a good movie. And you're right. The message, Si Se Puede, like you can, we can do this, is something that has carried me through the majority of my adult life. Yeah. It's
0: giving like modern day Rosie the Riveter.
1: It's giving modern day Rosie the Riveter. And that's just a universal,
0: eternal message. We can do it. Si Se Puede. What else can
1: we do, Turdy? We can do this show, and we can do it flawlessly, might I add. We also can talk about our respective book clubs, because I know your book club met yesterday. Mine did as well. The thing about my book club is you'll all be privy
0: to our council meeting on Thursday when the episode drops. It was a great episode, plus it was our end of year recap episode. We rated the best Redheads books of the year and our favorite books that we read for the year extracurricularly. But the conversation about the memoir was really riveting and varied and multifaceted. And the thing that's frustrating, and if I had just read Brittany's memoir, I would have been like, it's so good, Claude, read it. It's brief. It's quick. Mm-hmm. I told you, my issue was that it wasn't very deep. It kind of scratched the surface and everybody else had that issue too. It can't really withstand book club scrutiny. Mm. Yet we had
1: to do our jobs. Yeah, I understand that. We had a totally different experience at book club last night. Like, finally, we all liked the book. Now, Abe was being like a naysayer, but he's just a contrarian, and we just ignore him. Everybody loved the book. It was such a good... It's a great book club choice. Like, so many people... had different things to contribute. So many people didn't even watch Friends but still had like so much to take away from it. And there was just a really great conversation about addiction for, you know, some people in the group who maybe haven't been touched by addiction or really don't know the extent of like how much of a disease it is. I think it's really helpful in, for me, like that was like how Dope Sick like totally taught me so much about addiction. I think a lot of people had that experience with this book. It was such a good book club book. Finally, like we ended the year on a good note after just like, you know, Loser book after loser book after loser book. It
0: happens.
1: It happens. That's just kind of the nature of book club.
0: Yeah, everyone
1: thinks book club, it's like fire books every month. But no, there's lows and there's highs. Yeah. And we had finally hit a high last night and we went out to eat. You know, we're the Balabusta book club. We usually do a home cooked meal, but it was the end of the year. I was supposed to host, but with everything going on with Theo, like I just, my house is a dump and everybody understood. So then we thought it'd be nice to have like a little holiday party for the end of the year. We went to a kosher restaurant that I had never been to, but that's like a classic institution in the city. La Marais. Have you been? Mm-mm. Let me tell you, it was so good. Except, and this is the most classic kosher restaurant thing on the planet. Sat down, not everyone was there yet, just three of the girlies. We were like, we're going to have a soda. Hi, may we have three Diet Cokes, please? Of course. Comes back, we're all out of Diet Coke. Like, that's just so classic kosher restaurant, like, running out of Diet Coke. So we had to settle for Coke Zero. Yikes. Not the same. Not the same. Yikes. So, it it like, that could have deterred the book club, because, like, that for me was monumental. Before everyone even got there, things were going awry. But, you know, we got it back on track. What are you reading next month? We haven't chosen yet. So next... This month wasn't anybody's particular choice. We, because it was the end of the year, everybody nominated a book and then voted on, on another book. This was my nomination, the Matthew Perry book. So, yeah, I got to get like a check in my, in my column. Um, and then we start back at the top of the list in January with Raquel. Okay, and what's her vibe? Historical fiction, right? She's a little all over the place. You know, the last book she chose was so un-Raquel because she's very smart, you know? So she'll always go for something intellectual. She chose One Italian Summer. And I was like, "Um, okay, not your best work, Raquel. But I think she knows that, and so she's gonna really come out strong. She's gonna step it up. Yeah, she's gonna step her pussy up.
0: Next month, we have Margot's choice. I can't remember what she chose. There was a lot going on towards the end of the episode. It got really crazy. I had to do like my math for the top redheads books of the year because
1: we all like ranked them. Wait, I want to know what Margot chose. So think about it.
0: Let me just text her, and hopefully, we'll get a response. Because what's so funny, and this is how you know Margot like, is half in on the redheads. But we had a conversation about this on yesterday's episode. Like, she's not allowed to go anywhere. Oh, I was talk to texting. By the way, talk to text is my new favorite thing. One second. What book did you choose for the redheads? Question mark. Did you choose a book? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. I also told her if this is what happened. Drama. At the end of every episode, we talk about the other books that we read this month. Everybody gives a little monologue. I know people tune each other out. They check their phones while one person's talking. It doesn't really require a response. Then Margo goes to tell her book and she's like, we're reading Tom Lake by Ann Patchett. I'm like, Dana literally just said she just read that. Like, could you be paying less attention? Less attention. Oh, that's frustrating. Right. But it's fine. I mean, I could cut it out. What did she say? She said, oh, she didn't. Because I told her, take more time to pick your book and then just record the blurb. And we'll add it to the episode, Insider Secret. Ooh. Also, something really exciting, Redhead's programming, is we are doing, Margo and I, and you're welcome to join us if you finish the book, we're doing a
1: little Iron Flame bonus episode. Oh my God. Okay, so I picked Iron Flame back up again yesterday. I'm just... <sighs> this book sucks. Okay,
0: but like, does the idea of podcasting about it make you want to finish it?
1: like a little bit Cause you could but i have on such it. a long way to go i know i might be at 42% like i honestly and it's the end of the year i feel like i want to start reading like a lot of good short books like thrillers just to get my good reads up and this book is delaying me cuz i'm dreading every time i pick up my kindle what's your good reads number at right now i That's need a to great check question last year i crushed it and so i'm i'm going to be less than last year which i hate Oh, I just uh, hit my, my goal of the year, which was 40,
0: which was... I'm I, at 42. Like a conservative goal, but that was like... Sorry, okay. I'm at 40, comma T-O-O. I got that. I surmised, but others might not have.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what also, I'm going to do about this iron flamé. I'll
0: let you know when we're recording so you can see if you want to finish it by then. But what I was saying about Talk to Text is that one of my resolutions, and maybe my only one, is I want to get better at
1: answering my texts. That would be so fabulous.
0: For, I answer your text. I talk to you every minute of the day.
1: No, you don't answer my text. We don't text a lot. We FaceTime like 35 okay, times a day. But I'm
0: not talking about you. Literally, I couldn't be more communicative with you. No, no,
1: you could, and that's the problem. No, you
0: have my full communication. You can't add yourself to the list. If of that's people your full communication, no, if that's neglected. your full communication, it's not good. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm I'm not even worried about that. I'm worried about just like I'll wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes and be like, I didn't answer that person's text and it's like not someone I text that often. It's rude. It's fucking rude. So I'm now trying to text more. I'm utilizing talk to text and I will be utilizing voice notes. Because sometimes I just get so overwhelmed with having to describe
1: something that I don't. Voice note. But the hard part about being a girl who talks to text and sends voice memos is that sometimes you'll be talking to text and you'll be thinking you're recording a voice memo. So you put like personality and and, you know personification sounds in there and it doesn't translate. That's not my issue. My issue is when I do a voice note, hey, how are you? You'll say question mark,
0: comma, period. Exactly. But it's better than not answering at all. Agreed. So that's where I'm at. That's what I'm working on. I think that's a really good resolution. I think that is too. I know you don't do resolutions. Because I'm a perfect person. Because you're a perfect person. But if you did, would there any, anything you would resolve? There are a few
1: things, but I don't want to share them.
0: Oh, they're personal?
1: Yeah. Huh. dirty. Keeping yeah. things close to the vest. Yeah, I'm a very private person who just finished her period.
0: <laughs> Good. 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 I'm glad it's over. You and me both, sister. Thank you for keeping us abreast. I always am. Anyways, I've, we were talking about our book clubs. All went well. And that's what's new with us, yeah? Yeah, we've got a great show. Hopefully a super cute one. Super cute. Oh, I keep chuckling to myself because I keep expanding in my mind on the reference you made about an emo girl. In the dress and the headphones. And like, okay. that's literally, that's me today.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you see the vision. Yeah, no, it's, it's too real. I think it's also the fact that your dress is pink yeah. and your headphones are black. Yeah, it's terrible. Pink and black is one of the worst color combinations of all time. And it's so emo girl.
0: Yeah, no, that's me. Hey, okay, good. that's me. So we're just going to push through. We're going to we push are. through in the seam lab without further We've been th- we've been through tougher times oh, for sure. Without further ado to do, 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 do here are the fast five
1: stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five stories that you need to know very appropriately is brought to you by Jenny Kane and the gorgeous apparel from Jenny Kane. Winter is right around the corner and our wardrobe could definitely use a refresh. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through. Their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. So we have a big trip coming up. We've been talking a lot about getting like our chic coastal grand neutral energy cashmere sweaters on fleek. And Jenny Kane is the exact vibe that we are going for. For winter in general, especially for our upcoming trip. In any season, but this one especially, their sweaters are the it item. I actually just got a few more sweaters. They have a bunch of quarter zips, which I love. They're made so well. They're so, they're so Nancy Myers. Like, Jenny Kane, ex-Nancy Myers. We need that collab like yesterday. It would just be more Jenny Kane. Yeah, so the Flynn Cashmere Sweater is one of my favorite sweaters from Jenny Kane. It's the perfect to wear with anything V-neck. They also have the Cashmere Half Zip. I got it in two colors. That's the one I was talking about. They're um, back in stock now with a bunch of different shades, and we are adding both to our carts. Perfect for the holiday gifting season. It's a great, really nice thing to give someone. I have a cardigan. My first thing that I ever got from Jenny Kane that I got like three years ago It is in great condition. It's just made really well. If you want to invest in something really nice and well-made that'll last you winter after winter after winter, check out Jenny Kane. They've also got the best collection of quality shoes. They style so easily with anything. They've got the Brooklyn Lug Boot. It's a cold-weather classic. And the Leather Lug Mule, which is a new favorite. They also have a stunning collection of home essentials. Everything Jenny Kane home is, like, what I aspire to be. And I actually am getting a couch from Jenny Kane for my new apartment because I'm totally changing it up like very Coastal Grand energy Um, gift gift yourself and your loved ones the best gift of all Jenny Kane our listeners get 15% off your first order when you go and use our code toast at JennyKane.com that's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com code toast let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about today's episode is also brought to you by Honey Love we've officially made it to December which means it's time for 12 days of deals at Honey Love our go-to for bras and shapewear December 1st and 12th Honey Love will be dropping new limited edition items nearly every day so don't miss out these deals are happening every single day on their fabulous items we're especially thankful for honey love this season because there's nothing worse than suffering caused by uncomfortable bras or shapewear. They have revolutionized the bra and shapewear game. I'm a big, big fan of their shapewear. I have a lot of their control top items that I got many years ago. They've lasted really well. I've washed them a thousand times. I've taken them on like every trip I've ever been on. And I just love Honey Love. I found them through a Facebook ad like a million years ago. So you know that feeling when you get home from a long day and you immediately wanna take off your bra? Well, with Honey Love, you'll never experience that again. Their best-selling crossover bra is so comfortable, it's sure to be your new go-to. This bra gives you all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And if you're tired of bras causing that bulging in the back, their bras are designed with back smoothing fabric to prevent that bulge. When it comes to shapewear, their Superpower Short is the go-to. Targeted compression technology distinguishes between areas that you want support and areas that you need less compression in. So give the gift of comfort this holiday season, whether you're attending a wedding, hosting a Friendsgiving, family dinner, or just seeking everyday boosts of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save up to 20% off site-wide at honeylove.com toast this month only. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support the toast. Tell them we sent you. It's time to ditch the underwire for good. Thanks to Honey Love. That's honey, toast. Honeylove.com T-O-A-S-T. Save up to 20% off site-wide.
0: Thank you, La. You're welcome. Our first story some podcasting news. Amy Roback and TJ Holmes, the GMA3 lovers, have launched a new podcast together on the one-year anniversary of their scandal. They are talking about their year of hell post-scandal. Oh, wow. The ousted GMA3 co-hosts look back on their relationship coming to light in November 2022 in the first episode of their Amy and TJ podcast. Amy teared up while telling listeners that she wanted to die as they navigated the fallout. She said, there were days when I wanted to die. That was something I never experienced before in my life. I just didn't want to get up. I didn't want to see what new headlines was going to be out there. Elsewhere in the episode, she got emotional as she elaborated on the dark time TJ experienced after their romance went public, which led her to doing a wellness check on her partner in a terrifying moment she will never forget. She said her panic began when she was receiving texts from him in the past tense, as well as messages from ABC producers trying to get in touch with him. She was so hysterical she was afraid he had done something that she went over to his house and got into his room with the doorman's help. She said, you were just splayed out on your bed. I ran to you and said, TJ, and you didn't move. It was the most awful thing having to touch your body and see if you were warm. I was so afraid you were just incoherent. He explained how he ended up in the state he was in. That day was essentially me getting off work and pounding vodka. I didn't stop for several hours and took who knows how many weed edibles. The duo who have proved they're still going strong with a joint half marathon and a recent red carpet debut
1: went on to assure listeners that they are happier than ever and in love. No, seriously, going through, like, a public cancellation, like, will make you suicidal. Like, and you really have to experience it to understand, like, how fucking traumatizing it is. And I actually believe these two. Like, this sounds hard. They went through it bad. Especially, they have a a unique situation, which I, I kind of understand. Is like, the level of fallout that they received wasn't congruous with the level of fame they were. I had never heard of these two people. Most people had it. Let's be real. Nobody's watching the third hour of GMA. But the level of attention they got was that of... Matt Lauer you know their counterpart yeah and so when your level of fame and success is so much lower than the level of attention you get for something negative it can be really really jarring
0: yeah because it's also your first experience with that level of fame and it's a negative at least when you're like always getting positive attention and then something negative comes you know how to handle the mass amounts of attention
1: no but it counteracts you know you get a lot of the good and and you get the bad
0: no but it's also just that amount of people knowing you for the first time
1: and have it be something bad, that's yeah. how you're getting used to the spotlight. But then it's also so important to remember, like, yes, yeah, something bad. They were unfaithful, which is terrible. Nobody died.
0: No, and, and when it just- happened, like, I feel like we were pretty measured about that. I think they should have kept their jobs.
1: I think people might have watched the third hour of GMA. I don't know why they had to be fired for this. Right. I do. I I assume like legally there's some sort of like morality clause in their contracts and this violates that thus giving GMA a reason to fire them. I just don't know why GMA would would want want to. to. Morality clause is subjective and it can be used to fire someone when they
0: are looking for a reason to fire them. But they also don't don't have to fire someone because they did something immoral. In fact, they rarely do.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. I agree. I think this was good for the irrelevant hour of GMA3. Who even knew that that existed? And like these two people, they
0: had both said that they were separated. It's not like they, you know, just hooked up. Like they were in a relationship and they're still going strong. So to have a third hour of GMA with a couple lovebirds, it's giving Mika and Joe. Yes. You no, know, it's giving intrigue. It's giving interesting. Finally. And now they're trying to do it on Kelly and Mark and live. Right, right, Kelly and Mark and Live. Yeah, they wanted to bring the romance into that morning programming. And they already had the romance here.
1: Yeah, I don't know how successful their podcast is going to be, but I do respect the hustle. I respect capitalizing on the moment and being open and honest about what going through something like that is like. Yeah, I also wonder
0: what their podcast will be about going forward. Like, obviously, this is the episode. Maybe they can even... Do this for a while, just like talking about what their year. I'm going to go to their podcast in the store and like see the description and the category. Like, are they going to do news? Are they news people? Right. Because they were like anchors.
1: Yeah. So they've got the bug. And who was producing said podcast? I, is Heart, it an I Heart Radio. Radio which I makes sense because
0: they were just on the I Heart Radio red carpet being super handsy and cute and bringing oh, buzz yeah. to an I Heart Radio event. So it's in society and culture. Amy and TJ is hosted by renowned TV news anchors, blah, blah, blah. Host and executive producers, Amy and TJ, are a formidable broadcasting team with decades of experience delivering headline news and captivating viewers nationwide. Now the duo will get behind the mic to explore meaningful conversations about current events, pop culture, and everything
1: in between. Nothing is off limits. Okay, so it's going to be like takes. And the two of them. It's going to be like about anything possible. It doesn't sound like they're pigeonholing themselves into a particular niche. No, and it's not going to be necessarily
0: news. It's and it's not in the news category and it's not going to be guests really either. So it's going to be the two of them talking about the world, which is what we do and can be done well if you have something interesting to say and our funny it, dynamic
1: girlies. The cream rises. So, you know... We shall see. Stay tuned for the flop or the success of the TJ and Amy podcast. The TJ Amy. Yeah. It's funny
0: how when like you go to podcasting, now she's like wearing a sweatshirt. Whereas like when she was, um, Mm. you know, on gma through like always the blouse, you know. No, she's slumming it with us now. No, but like now it's true for something about podcasting, like you have to dress down. It's like weird to dress up for a podcast, which is what I'm doing right now. And I feel weird.
1: It, it's not weird to dress up for a podcast, but you do your best work. Podcasting is such a comfortable medium. And if you do it right, you do it with someone you're totally comfortable with and you, you share things that maybe you wouldn't share ordinarily. And doing that in a crew neck, Uggs, and, a, and leggings, it just, you will perform better. It's math. I can't explain it.
0: That's not my exact feeling on the matter because you could be comfortable. I'm super comfortable in my
1: seamla, Super It's different. It's different. It's about
0: the look. I can't, and she's not even wearing the big headphones. Mm. She'll get there. Maybe it's also because you're typically on a couch. You wouldn't sit on in a dress on a couch.
1: But but all the late night shows have couches. Yeah, and they look uncomfortable when they sit there. They do actually. They're like they're they're always sitting at the edge of the the edge with their legs. Mm -hmm. They don't look comfortable.
0: Yeah, but the whole thing is uncomfortable, so it's good to stay uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, but podcasting like we're gonna pull it out of you, so you might as well be comfortable. Maybe might also as well be wearing leggings. Maybe it's
0: also the length of, of podcasting. Yes. It's very
1: long. You can't sit like that at the edge of a couch for over an hour. An hour. No, but you're doing a three minute hit on Jimmy Fallon. You can you know sit upright for three minutes if you must. A hundred percent. And it's the headphones. Yeah. They just require everything to be true. Dr- they change things. Dress differently.
0: It changes things. It changes things. So that's what's new for Amy and TJ. And GMA missed
1: out. Sorry, you did. I agree. Flop Central for GMA3. The thing is, like, we told you at the time, we all told you, nobody was calling for their heads. No one was calling for these two to be removed from air. air. Like, nobody really cared. If 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 they had kept their. This is juicy. The scandal
0: was really, I mean, aside from them having an affair, but like things got negative when they got
1: fired. If they had kept their jobs and cruised through. It, no, and if we were able to then like tune into the maybe they take a week off and then they come back and everybody would tune in and be like, oh, is it awkward? Are they going to say anything? It creates intrigue. It's like PR 101. This was so dumb. It's weird. It's almost like they wanted them out for other reasons. And this was the perfect excuse. But like what other reasons? No, I don't
0: they're know. They're good hosts. They seem yeah, like lovely
1: people who, you know, occasionally
0: are separated and fall in love with their coworker. Mm hmm. Happens,
1: it happens. Like, I fell in love with my coworker. I was about to say, I'm falling you. in love with
0: you, Lou.
1: I told you today's episode is going to be so cute.
0: <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Super, super cute book news. S C B. Wait, S C B N. Super, super, super. S S S C. Great S-S-C-B-N. Memoir dropping today. Celebrity memoir. Who? One of Tertie's favorite people. Who? Is dropping his memoirs today. His? Who? Memoirs of a Kenan.
1: Is that the name? No, I wish. Oh. I'm just waiting for a celebrity to name their book that. His book is called When I Was Your Age and it
0: drops today. He talks about... That's a cute name. Yeah, he talks about how it was terrifying to get personal in his memoir,
1: but he knew he should lay it all out there. Um, at book club yesterday, we did talk a lot about how Matthew Perry's book was amazing. The title was horrible. What's it called? Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. Oh, that's, that's not memorable. And he talked in the book how he almost called the book Unaccompanied Minor because there's like this fluid story about the first time he got sent to go visit his dad who abandoned him. And it was like this traumatizing thing. He realized he had this fear of abandonment. And like that would have been a better title. Yeah. or Because mem- he never grew up for He never grew out of that. Or Memoirs of a Matthew. No, it, it doesn't hit the same. It, like, Memoirs of a Kenan was good. It's literally the same because it's the same syllables. Okay, if I wrote another book, how would I make it? Memoirs of a Turdy or something. Right. It's better when it starts with a G. Memoirs of a Gwenji. Love! <laughs> Love!
0: <laughs> Anyway, memoirs of a Kenan, also called When I Was Your Age, Life Lessons, Funny Stories, and Questionable Parenting, Advice from a Professional Clown. That's funny. That's a title. That's
1: that's funny. It should have been
0: called Advice from a
1: Professional Clown. I do love like a a title and then a subtitle. Me too. This one is very
0: long and it only needed to be that. It also could have been Confessions of a
1: Professional Clown. Yeah, I love that. Love. I think that Keenan's a great person to write a book because he really has lived. Of course, he is, like, so famous now. I mean, just ask my Uber driver. But <laughs> but he had, like, a real, real career as a child star. That makes for a great memoir. Yeah, and he's continued to work. He seems to have a very
0: good head on his shoulders. So, like, I want his advice.
1: Yeah, I would take no, he's his a sound advice. person. He's
0: a hardworking person. He's a yeah. successful person. He's a parent. He's a funny person. He's got something to say. I would venture, and he's funny exactly. So, like, the writing is probably good and funny. Funny. And yeah. he also writes for a living. Right. This is a perfect candidate for a memoir. I'm going to
1: add it. I'm literally going to take on my Goodreads and add it. Otherwise, I will completely forget. Same, but when you tell me how many pages it is, just before I, I, I'm at a time of year where I really can't commit to anything more than, like, 350 pages. Oh, but
0: I do feel like this is going to be, like, the perfect sort of book for this time Easy of read. year. read. 240. Oh, I'm on my way. Literally reading it today.
1: Hold on, I'm adding it to my Goodreads as well. And also, feel free to spam the comments with, like, good short books. I'm going to do, like, a couple of Freedom McFadden's, things that go quickly. GSBs? G.S.B.s. Okay. Yeah. Freedia McFadden always. Let me see if I've read anything recently that I would recommend to you. Keenan. Why is it coming up? K.E.N.A.N. You have to right? keep
0: writing. It's not in the Goodreads algorithm yet.
1: T.H.O.M.P.S.O.N. Yeah.
0: And it only has two ratings. That's why.
1: Want to read. But he looks so cute on the cover. He's kind of like a P.J.O.M.
0: Beyond.
1: Oh, that'll be good.
0: Yeah. So that's very exciting book news of the day. That is exciting. While well, we're in our celebrity memoirs era. And I did say I want yes. to read more
1: nonfiction and that falls into this category. And I feel like it's going to be one of those books after you read it where you just like end up loving the person, you know? For sure. Well, this was what he
0: said he did in an interview with people like talking about writing a memoir. And he said, it's terrifying to open yourself up like that because I guess I've not had to do that. You know what I mean? I've yeah. always been so performance heavy. I haven't had to do a whole lot of stuff of let me explain where Keenan is now kind of stuff. Every interview is usually about the project or stuff like that. It's rarely about me personally. This is the first time that I'm kind of offering all of that to people. It's scary, but it's cool. He also, you know, explains if you're going to write a memoir, you might as well just lay it all out there, which is exactly how I feel. If you're taking the time to write your memoirs, I want the truth.
1: No, yeah, and no matter how, like, horrifying or embarrassing it is. Like, that Matthew Perry's had so much stuff. I'm like, I can't believe he shared that. Like, how many times he shit the bed because of his addiction. I felt that way about Josh Peck's book, too. Like, very honest about his addiction to the point where I was like, damn, I don't even know if I would have shared that. Yeah,
0: but I feel like if you can't be honest in general in your book, then, then it's not the time to write one or it's not the story to tell. So true. So, I mean, you can obviously keep a few things personal, but, like, the overarching story, like, you got to – yeah, I mean, what's the point otherwise? Write Agreed. a fiction book.
1: If yeah. You don't want to go there. Like Snooky. Remember when Snooky wrote a fiction book? No. About a little girl who goes to the Jersey Shore. Love it. Obsessed. Remember when Kylie and Kendall wrote one of about those two like mystical fairies? Yeah.
0: It's giving Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants.
1: <laughs> I've literally thought the same thing.
0: So that's your book news. Next story, a little more related book news for me. Britney Spears' estranged dad, Jamie, has had his leg amputated after a terrible infection. Britney's estranged father, Jamie, had his leg amputated last month, a source in the pop star's hometown of Kentwood, Louisiana, told Page Six. Quote, he had a knee replacement and got a terrible infection from it. We hear Jamie underwent multiple unsuccessful surgeries prior to the amputation, which was a last resort.
1: You know, our God is not a merciful God. He's vengeful. And... Listen, you reap what you sow. Like, I'm not going to sit here saying feel better. Like, yeah, it's a bad person.
0: Yeah. Not not the best, especially after having read the book. Um, right. I mean, this news came out after we recorded the
1: redhead. So I'm not sure, you know, what would have changed.
0: Right. An right. Anecdote.
1: You know, there was talk at one point about Theo possibly amputating his leg because the cancer. uh had gotten into his bones, but they didn't think he would be a good candidate. Actually, I do have a Theo update. Yesterday was Theo's second radiation appointment, and we've been just like waiting to know if radiation is helping at all. There's no guarantee. And after yesterday's scans and, and second round of radiation, we did find out that in since week one, this is four, a four-week program. As of yesterday, he had only had one week under his belt. The tumor had not shrunk, but it hadn't grown. And I have to believe at the rate that things escalated so quickly in the last couple of weeks that it was gonna continue to grow. The fact that it didn't grow, I think, is a good sign. Yeah, the fact that it didn't grow kind of means that
0: it shrunk because the growth, right? The growth that would have been was shrunken.
1: Yeah, I I wanna assume that like next week, the pre existing tumor might shrink. I'm really hoping. Yeah. It's good. So he did another round yesterday. He has another round of acupuncture this week. And then we'll see. I think next week will be like really telling. But I keep saying that, you know? No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's because it, it's not bad. It's true. It's true. Like it could have spread. Yeah. You didn't get bad news. That's so true. And therefore, that's true. no
0: news is good news.
1: Yes, that's true. That's that is, my thank life you. motto. It's true. Yeah. But it's when you're actually the one experiencing it, it's like fuck off with your motto, you know? No, no, no. Sure. But it's helpful. Mottos can be
0: I mean, when you the word motto, I don't like. But having just like truths
1: to yes, cling to. You said to, to me, like in the heat and the height of Theo's like drama, you're just gonna continue to do the next right thing. And you know what? That brought me peace. I feel like I'm always trying to tell you about this song from Frozen 2 called Do the Next Right Thing. You've
0: gotta listen to it.
1: No, I just like when you say it to me. No, but it's like, so that's heartbreaking. Anna doesn't know where to go, where to turn.
0: All she- What's she going through? She's kind of like lost in a cave. Um, Elsa like left Relatable. because, you know, Elsa's like does superior things with her abilities. El- El- Elsa's also like selfish. Oh, yeah, she's kind of a wench and she just like never... Trust that Anna can handle anything. But Anna's still going to try and do it. So Elsa, you might as well have brought her with you. Instead, you left your little sister in a cave. Olaf has melted. Anna has no one. And what can she do? The next right thing. The next right thing. Just one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Literally, until she gets out of the cave. Right. And she can, like, build Olaf back up. Right. So is Olaf not in the film? No, he is. He is. He was in it. And then he melts. And, like, then it's like, where's the spirit of Olaf? And then with Anna's... Elsa's powers like she can bring him back. Right, but like how long, miss- how long is he missing? how long is he
1: missing? Like just an a, hour? No,
0: no, no. In the chunk of the movie where things, you know, where there's a dip at the seventy five percent of every movie, like three quarters oh, okay, of the way okay, that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. things get bad. Anna's at yeah, her yeah, lowest. Yeah. Olaf's gone. Yeah. At the end, happy ending. Got it. So
1: spoiler alert. Are you ready for our next story? Is it our fourth story? Our fourth story. That's brought to you by Stamps.com. Did you forget to add Stamps.com to your holiday wish list this year? Well, we all make mistakes. Stamps.com has been helping businesses like yours save time and money during the holiday rush for 25 years with easy access to USPS and UPS services and premium rates for all your postage needs. The holidays are hard enough. Make things easier than ever with Stamps.com. It's your own post- personal post office wherever you are. All you need is a computer and a printer. They'll even send you a free scale so you'll have everything you need to get started. Taking care of orders on the go is even easier with the Stamps. Mobile app. If you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your stamps.com dashboard. And if you sell products online, stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. If you're running low, ordering shipping and mailing supplies, labels, and even printers from the supply store is super easier. And most importantly, you're getting huge carrier discounts up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates to help your bottom line. They'll automatically tell you on stamps.com what the cheapest and fastest shipping options available are. For 25 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over a million businesses. Get access to the USPS and UPS services that you need right from your computer at any time, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sounds like heaven. Whether you run a business, you ship out a lot, Having a Stamps.com account will change your life, trust and believe. Give your business the gift of Stamps.com so your mailing and shipping is covered this holiday season. Sign up with promo code Toast for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale with no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code Toast.
0: Thank you, Claudia. I have something to say. Please, hit us. Today's
1: episode is also
0: brought to you by Dreamland Baby. I've told you guys about the Dreamland Baby Weighted sleep sack, and I'm telling you again because they're having an amazing BOGO deal right now. So I Uh use the weighted sleep sack. It is exactly what it sounds like, a sleep sack for babies that has a little bit of weightedness in it. You might be familiar with this technology from a weighted blanket for adults that calms you, reduces anxiety. This weighted sleep sack does that for baby. It is so amazing. It can be slept in three different ways for the baby. Arms in, one arm out, both arms out. That way it can be used for children different stages of age you know if they still have the startle reflex if they don't they can sleep arms out whatever really works for your baby every baby's different baby sleep is more personal than comedy more personal than food we love our dreamland weighted sleep sacks it also zips from top to bottom and bottom to top for easy diaper changes throughout the night and right now with their buy one get one sale you can get two for the price of one so if you want to be generous and gifted that's very sweet of you Personally, I need at least two of these sleep sacks because when, one, yeah, of course. when one's in the laundry, like I don't want to be S O L. Duh. Dreamland is having their biggest sale of the year. Go to dreamlandbabyco.com and use code thetoastbogo23 at checkout for the buy one, get one free weighted products deal. This is a great way to stock up on Dreamland Baby products or to give as a holiday gift if you are a magnanimous king or queen, which is your prerogative, but I would keep the two for myself, just saying. So check it out. Check out the sale.
1: All right, fourth story. Let me guess. What's going on? I feel like not a lot's going on in the world. Like, I couldn't think of what stories we would be talking about today. All
0: of the stories, like, it was actually a good day for stories in the sense that some days there's absolutely nothing. Some days there's like one or two biggies and then the three, I can't find right. anything. These were five that came together. I couldn't even figure out a way to order them because they were right. all of equal to little importance. Understood. Including the fact that Kim Kardashian is going to be playing a Laura Wasser inspired lawyer in a new drama series, and Chris is executive producing. So Kim is adding even more to her acting resume now. She will play LA's most successful divorce lawyer and the owner of an all-female law firm in a legal drama per deadline. The show is being written by Brothers and Sisters creator and playwright
1: John Robin Bates. Executive- pro- Throwback to Brothers and Sisters, like always being on after this Housewives when we were like 11. Did anybody and ever getting watch getting like show? our
0: pity view because we couldn't turn off the television. <laughs> so true. Executive produced by Ryan Murphy, streamed on Hulu and also produced- Produced by chris jenner the role is reportedly based on famed divorce lawyer laura wasser who has represented numerous a-listers including ryan reynolds angelina jolie britney spears and kevin costner
1: reminds me of that character that laura Duren played in where was she like a very funny famous divorce lawyer it might have been marriage story i didn't see that she was great in that um And so funny, I actually read an article yesterday where Ted Sarandos, the CEO of Netflix, was saying that expect to see a lot of lawyer TV shows in the next year on different platforms because of the success Suits is having on Netflix. And this just sounds like that. Yeah, it does. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I am still like beyond confused With Kim's recent obsession with becoming like a famous actor, director, Hollywood, you know, artist. It literally makes no sense to me. She did a very good job in the Ryan Murphy thing. And I understood the Ryan Murphy first thing as like doing it once, proving to everyone that you could do it, having it on your resume. Ryan Murphy's iconic. Like, I totally got it. And the character she played was so Kim. Like it was this Hollywood PR girl. But making a career of it, like I I don't understand. Everything Kim has done, like I do understand. Like I understand wanting to be a lawyer I understand wanting to be like a, the biggest fashion house like I understand everything she's done thus far
0: I don't understand this no, me neither unless it feels like a step back it does feel like a step back and like something that she surpassed a long time ago like when there was a time to be an actress would have been you know years ago but now she's accomplished so much more than acting unless they say like maybe she has the acting bug maybe this is a passion maybe she's at the point in her life where like she's done so much for her business and her and her family and her wallet and now she wants to pursue her passions maybe acting is well, that her passion. i would
1: understand that i would understand especially because she said on a, a recent episode of kardashians that she actually lost money doing the american horror story thing because she rented this like billion dollar apartment in new york for the time that she had to be there so she ended up losing money and so i would hope this is a passion yeah You lose money on your passions, and that's okay. That's why you do the things that you're not passionate about. Right, in order to fund your passions. And
0: I feel like maybe at her age, she's like, I want to be creative and artistic, and she's just in this era of creativity, art. That I would
1: actually understand. Yeah, actually I would as well. But I think everything Kim does is so strategic. Maybe she's tired
0: of being strategic, and she just wants to be a part of the theater. Maybe, Do you ever feel that way?
1: no. However, I could also see this strategically being like her way of maybe following in like the Reese mold where, you know, you get involved and then you create a production company and then you have a billion dollar business, you she know? She has a billion dollar business. But I think what we learned from the most recent season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians is that it's never enough. I, I, that. That's what Courtney was saying. It does seem to be the obvious
0: Answer. As I, to, like she wants yeah. to do more. She wants to conquer every single field just to say that she kind of prove the haters wrong, which is what she's like always saying. But this is just like too far. Not. So I feel like it can't be that because that doesn't make sense for this.
1: No, I agree. I would love for someone to just tell me like what's going on because I am confused. She has a
0: passion for acting.
1: Okay. I'm confused too. Yeah. It's just not adding up.
0: The show sounds good. I mean, it kind of sounds like Drop Dead Diva, but. I'm so glad. So glad you brought up Drop Dead Diva. And Kim was on Drop Dead Diva, so maybe that's where she got the bug.
1: Kim was on Drop Dead Diva.
0: So I think that's where she wanted to pursue this. And I think she's been waiting all these years because she was just an extra. I think she saw what they were doing on that set and said, one day I'm going to make myself so big, so powerful, so successful that they can't ignore me. You guys, if you
1: have never watched Drop Dead Diva, it is the best. It was on Netflix when I watched it. I don't know where it is now. Hopefully, it's still on Netflix. And I don't know how many seasons there were, but let me tell you, it was the best show I'd ever watched in my life. Like, for real. I didn't love it. I know, we've had this conversation. Yeah, I just before. need
0: to just say that. But now, but I love how much you love it. And it didn't, like, offend me or anything. Nope, Jackie,
1: nobody loved it more than Ben Soffer. He was obsessed.
0: It's a good show. Like, it's not offensive. It's super cute. And you learn, like, legal jargon along the way. And it's just, like, well done. Also, Zach has been watching Suits, so I kind of, like, wade in and out. Like, when I'm getting a snack in the kitchen. And one
1: of the episodes, like, there was a Mackenzie file. Yes, there was. I noted that as well. I was like... Jackie, because we didn't, like, pull the McKenzie file know, out of thin no, air. I know.
0: It was so classic. It was classic stuff, but it's not like we... It, if we ever watch
1: Suits? Like, checking it's on. Uh, it's on the West Wing. Like, it's on everything. Grab the Mackenzie file and head into my office. Yeah, it's always the Mackenzie file. It is the McKenzie
0: file. What did Mackenzie do? It's a good question.
1: I think I know. I think I know too. <laughs> Kim, W Y D? What are you doing?
0: Yeah, are you ready for our fifth and final story? The final story. Yes, I'm ready. People Magazine is making a list, checking it twice. People Magazine is pretending they interviewed Taylor
1: Swift. Let's call it what it is. They have
0: a new uh, list and topping the most intriguing people of the year for 2023 is Taylor Swift for them. They have a gorgeous cover and speaking to people in her life about why she's the most intriguing person of the year. I don't know if this is a new category that they've launched. People's It's like a new list. People's most intriguing. I feel like everybody has their thing. Like they have Time's most influential
1: Well, that's what I wanted to talk about because there's a lot of speculation now. Um, Times person of the year is coming out soon and, you know, who people think it's going to be. Of course, a lot of people think it's going to be Taylor. But they do, um, they go like rogue, you know? They'll do like Putin or, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think last year it was, I I didn't, it was my episode with Dumois. Oh, I think it was um,
1: Zelensky. Right. So they don't always go for like the obvious, like American choice. Yeah. Well, let me. I love looking at the old. But it really
0: has to be Taylor, right? Well, wait. Here are the nine finalists. Oh,
1: oh, maybe that's why
0: people were talking about it. Okay. No, and also like it's almost time. Okay, finalists for the Times Person of the Year, Hollywood Strikers. Okay, um, the President of China, President Xi. What? What's his name? It's Xi, but I think it's pronounced Xi. Xi, yeah. Xi Jinping. Also, not pronounced correctly.
1: Okay. Taylor
0: Swift is a finalist. See, that's like why the 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 crop of people
1: is so weird.
0: Yeah, um, Sam Altman is a finalist. He should not win. No, he had no.
1: A- I'm sorry we 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 just found out his name like collectively as a you know as a generation last week. Yes, um, he had like one one buzzy week, but I
0: guess he also like invented Chat GPT and it, it was kind of the year. Honestly, AI should be the um, person of the year.
1: No, literally like a robot. Yeah, uh, that would be very poetic. Next nomination: Trump prosecutors. Okay, like a, is that a group of people?
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess like the, the SAG people are also group of, a group, so it could
1: be like yeah. a, a, a. I crew. think at one
0: point it was like you know the nurses of COVID. Right, right, right. They do groups sometimes. They That's do true. groups, which I like a person. I like
1: a person too. It's the person of the year.
0: Next, Barbie.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, well, is it Margot Robbie? No,
0: Barbie, like T tra- M. If Barbie is our person of the year, we
1: We've have lost trouble. Yeah,
0: like take a yeah. look at the year, and Barbie. Maybe that would be a signal to the ridiculous state of the world. Perhaps next option: Vladimir Putin.
1: Yeah, like that's so classic. Time. I feel like there
0: are a bunch of people who who are kind of finalists every year, always in the like, running. Elon's not on the list, but he should be. Yeah. Uh next finalist, King Charles Cavalier Spaniel the Third. Yeah, he's he didn't really make much of an impact. But, he was but I see why he would this year after, you know.
1: I see why he would be qualified. a lifetime of
0: waiting. I you know what? It's not it wasn't his year at all, but like technically it was.
1: No, if there ever was a year, it would be this year. And the fact that it's not is just so sad for him. And then
0: the last one is Jerome Powell, who is the chairman of the Federal Reserve. I just feel like things aren't really going well over there, so maybe not his year. No, but Also,
1: by the way, but when time names a person of the year, it doesn't always mean good. No, no. But it's like, that's true. Like Osama bin Laden was the person of the year when everybody hated him. Now we love him. Yeah, I think at one point Hitler was the person of the year. Right. Of the So years. it doesn't always mean, uh, it's not always a positive accolade. Like if Taylor Swift got it, of course it would be. But then it's just weird that there's an award that Taylor Swift has gotten and so has Hitler, you know? Yeah, let's
0: go to the last few years. Even though we do this every year, I'm sure you guys can't remember either. Hold on. I'm scrambling. I promise that you'll never find another like me. Okay, sorry. I'm struggling.
1: Mm -hmm. You want me to
0: start? Yeah, I'm just like... It's not as... Okay. Oh, it started in 1927 with Charles Lindbergh. Let me just confirm that at one point... Oh, 1936, Wallace Simpson. I feel that. Oh, yeah. But see, that's not necessarily positive. No, no. But she led to the advocate. Like, she was... It was her year. Right. Uh, 1938 was Hitler. 1939
1: was Stalin. But, But see... In 38 and 39, do you think they were naming them in a positive way? Because we didn't know what was to come, you know? No, Uh,
0: it wasn't in like a super positive way, but in the sense that he was, you know, influential and it was his big year, but he'd been prattling on about his genocidal tendencies for years at that point. It wasn't really a secret. Um, And by then, you know, Anschlusses had happened, like Germany and Austria unification. Mm -hmm. 1939 was Stalin. 1940 was Winston Churchill. Okay, can you just do the highlights, though? Like, you don't have to oh, go through everything Oh, for sure. I To the me, 40s. these are highlights. Yeah, no, no.
1: You're doing a good job. I just wanted to make sure you weren't going to no, go, like, No, I wasn't. But, like, year. these are
0: wartime. And it's, you know, at least they had their priorities in order. It wasn't Barbie in 1941. It was Franklin, right. Delano, and Roosevelt. 1942, Stalin got it again. Yeah. 1943, George... Damn. Double homicide. 1943, George C. Marshall, who was... um. Okay, you could have skipped. Okay, 1944, Eisenhower. 1940... You could skip. 1945... Truman okay now we'll keep going because there was a lot of heads of state 1952 Elizabeth II when she was a the throne we'll keep going all the way down let's go to recent history last year was oh I'm sorry it wasn't Zelensky it
1: was the spirit of Ukraine okay okay <laughs> so it's not even a person it's a spirit I just feel like that's a loophole like just why don't you do the people of Ukraine? Like the spirit spirit. It says it right here. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Like it was that.
0: it was Zelensky. There were two winners. It was Zelensky and the spirit of Ukraine.
1: Oh, okay. At least there was an actual person. It's a person of the year. Yeah. Um Okay, before that. So this year it should be the spirit of the Israelis. It should.
0: Before By logic. By twenty twenty one it was Elon Musk. Okay. In twenty twenty it was Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Was that the year they won? Uh, yes. Okay. they hadn't been in yet. Right, right, right. That, that's so confusing, by the way. 2019, Greta Thunberg. Ugh,
1: I've that, had enough that of her. That doesn't age well. No. Tw- Neither did she. Oh, pew, pew, pew! <laughs> 2018,
0: it was the Guardians, who are journalists who faced persecution, arrest, or murder for their reporting. So it was four, okay. or no, yeah, four different reporters. Okay. 2017 was the silence breakers, the people who spoke out against sexual abuse and harassment,
1: including the figureheads of the American Swift. Me Too movement. Oh, the disgraced Me Too movement. Yep. And also Taylor Swift was a part of that one. Yes,
0: and Ashley Judd, Susan Fowler, and heads of the Me Too movement. So that doesn't really age well either. No.
1: 2016
0: was Donald Trump, the year he was okay. elected. 2015, Angela Merkel, Chancellor of Germany. Oh, she's so classic, that lady. Classic. I don't even think she is a leader anymore, but she's just like always in the mix. I don't know
1: anything about her, but there's something about her name, Merkel. Like that's my it's girl. Like, Merkel. M- it's like
0: Markle sparkle yeah, Merkel Sparkle off Yeah, Merkel Is the Merkel
1: Sparkle? <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Yes. In 2014, it was the Ebola fighters. Oh, uh, what did we know then? I'm surprised like Fauci never got it. Oh, yeah. And what about our girl, Deborah Burks? No, she was um, a flash in the pan. She didn't yeah, have yeah, yeah, what it yeah. took.
1: Honestly, she got fired. And honestly, I think it had to do with her being on the toast. <laughs> like, No, but like she was just like not about it. She was like, this guy. She was more about the scarves. She was about the
0: scarves and she was about the work. And then I think she saw where things were going. She's like, I'm happy to be fired by you clowns.
1: Meanwhile, Fauci
0: took it all the way.
1: Yeah, and he didn't even get time percent of the year. No, but he got like everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not not worried about him and his accolades.
0: Um, and then do you want to hear
1: 2013 Pope Francis? No. So it does sound like they don't. Often do like a celebrity pop culture moment. However, right. this year has been unprecedented for Taylor Swift. So I actually do think she could win. I do think she could win too. So who is your prediction based on who they read them again?
0: Right now, knowing what we know. The Hollywood strikers. No. They have a chance. Based on the fact they that, do have that a the last few years like it hasn't been a group of
1: people in a few years. They do have a chance, but I don't think it's going to be them. I don't think their impact was greater than Taylor President Swift. President Xi? I don't know. There's a lot going on with China. And granted, I don't understand all of it, albeit most of it. But I do know that he's powerful. So I'll, yes, maybe. I
0: think he will win. I don't think it's his year. It's giving 49ers. Oh, okay. You know, like a Super Bowl team yeah. for sure. Not his year.
1: Okay. Taylor Swift. You think he has more in him? Yeah. He's got more to yeah. give. I just think it's, it's someone Swift, else's yes. time. And it could be Taylor
0: Swift. But that would be crazy, actually, if she got it just based on, like, it's typically heads of state or.
1: Yeah, but seriously, serious like, every head, of, every head of state of countries that Taylor visited, like, bowed down to Taylor. Like, she's on that yeah, level. No, 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 I agree. Sam Altman, no. Trump no.
0: prosecutors, no, even though they do like no. a
1: group. But I'm yeah. going to think no.
0: Barbie, please no for the sake of humanity.
1: Okay, but, like, its impact, what, like, no, I'm not saying they deserve it. I'm saying, like, I could see them giving it to Barbie for real. It was Barbie Mania. You have to think about the year. Okay. And, but it was also, like, manufactured Barbie Mania. Like, no, and they love to do something different. Like, you know, it's not a person, it's a group, it's a spirit, it's a ball, it's a doll. Like, I, know, I could see it. I, sing, think, I'm I, just I agree
0: that they would like to give it to Barbie, but I just don't think that they can do that and still be considered,
1: like, serious right serious.
0: now. True. Vladimir Putin, again, I don't think it's his time. I don't
1: know. I don't feel like he did a lot this year. I'm sure he did. But, like, in the grand
0: scheme of a global, I don't know, I'm hearing his name a lot. I don't know. But then if you think back to the 1930s, it was, like... Hitler, Stalin, Roosevelt. You know, right. so Before, last year was Ukraine. This year might be him. It kind of, it, there's a pattern. True. Yeah. Next King Charles III, no. And no. Jerome Powell, no. So it's really between Taylor Swift Putin and the Hollywood Strikers. And SAG. I, I'm going to say Taylor Swift. And I also think giving it to Barbie would kind of be an affront to the Hollywood Strikers, is all I'm saying.
1: So true.
0: So true. So I think those two cancel each other out. Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah. I feel confident, actually, in saying that it will be Taylor oh, Swift. Oh, I hope we don't have to wait too long to find out. But that's just the weird thing about Time Person of the Year. Like, it goes to people like Taylor Swift and Stalin, you know? Yeah,
0: but we, looking at the list that we just read, it really doesn't go to people like Taylor Swift.
1: Like Taylor Swift. Right, like, have the Beatles ever gotten it? I'm sure that they have. need to go back to that page I was on that was hard to find. Because um, I feel like the only real comparable music group or musician in history to what we're experiencing with Taylor Swift now is the Beatles with Beatlemania. And I'm sure that they have gotten time person of the year. What year would that have been? Like the the sixties? Sixties.
0: Apollo eight astronauts, that's a good one. I'm not seeing the Beatles yet. Damn. Damn. American women. Well that's a miss. That's nice. That's a miss. Yeah, that is miss. Really, there's not... I can't see one comp to Taylor Swift. Not one. Well, then her winning would be like another historic thing she sets the precedent for. No, based on this, it would be historic if she won. There's not... I mean, closest person to that I can see in my brief scroll is like Mark Zuckerberg. And that's not even
1: a comp. No, it's not a comp. Who
0: was the one that we said in the beginning? Hold on. It felt like he... Wallace Simpson. (laughs) right that's but that's still like a head of state no no no. i know it would be really a major if she won actually okay well now now i'm actually looking forward to seeing who they choose yeah but if she doesn't win she can take solace in knowing that she was people's most intriguing person of the year right so there's always that cushion the blow
1: cushioning the blow well as predicted that was an incredibly cute show And Jackie and her seamla are off to do seamla tastes Are are done with the stories. Me and my incredibly oversized cardigan because I'm so small and frail are feeling good about today's episode and hope everybody enjoyed. So thank you so much for listening to the Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please bitch subscribe and give this video a motherfucking thumbs up. We're also available as a goddamn podcast. Anywhere podcasts are available. So that means Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. Whenever you listen to podcasts, find us. The Toast leave a five-star view about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. And we'll see you tomorrow for hump day. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.